a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by the folks at Alpine Star Protects. Thank you for listening. This is the 20. 20- 18 450 Supercross preview pod. Yeah, that's right. We're going to do 250s probably the week of Anaheim. But so this one will focus on 450s and what we think is going to happen, what is going to happen. And please don't hold us to this. We'd uh, really appreciate it because uh, God knows what can happen uh, during the year. But hey, uh, have you checked out the newest offerings of Fly Racing Casual Gear? Stuff like the Blitz Jacket, which boasts a 15,000 millimeter waterproof rating. Perfect for late afternoon freak thunderstorms or early spring snowstorm. Available at Fly Dealer near you. Ask for it by name. And also to Fly Mountain Bike Gear, a surprising amount of styles and colors of jerseys, shorts, mountain bike shoes, and helmets. Thanks to the folks at flyracing.com. And Alpine Star Protects, I love my Tech 7s, uh, but they make a whole line of protection products that go underneath your gear, jerseys, uh, underneath your jersey, underneath your pants, whether it's the neck brace over top, the, the chest guard, the A1 roost guard underneath, the Fluitech knee braces, uh, knee guards that go underneath your pants, uh, Alpine Star Protects, we thank those guys as well. Quality of Alpine Stars, but in a whole level of protection. All right, with me to discuss the 2018 Supercross series as we see it going forward from the folks at Fly Racing and Racer X. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? Yeah, bro. We're uh, it's almost go time. It is almost go Getting time. Getting close. Yeah, absolutely. And also on the line from uh, from Ohio, from the in-laws, Jason Wygant. Yeah, <laughs> super excited. <laughs> I mean, it's holidays at the in-laws, bros. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. That sounds. Yeah. Sounds like what? We're hanging on, hanging on. Yep. <laughs> this sounds like the reaction I would have. Uh, for mine, so don't worry about it. I, I understand. Well, thank God we didn't do any podcasts during Thanksgiving because I would have been in New Jersey and the reaction would have been even harsher. Mm. <laughs> By the way, Wagant, when I uh, for our Racer X online story this week, it was a bunch of uh, top secret texts of who's flying at the uh, test tracks, and um, you sent me Big Boreberry, and we know it's you. We know that you uh, think. Hey, hey, you said it was anonymous. <laughs> You can't say Big Boar Barry. It's only one man. Who now we know who's uh, – dude, I guarantee you he's flying at Death Track somewhere. <laughs> Do you think him and Stu got back together, you know, like the old days? <laughs> missing link. That's the missing link. Like, yep. you know, like yep. go out to some sand track mm-hmm. and Stu and Barry. Hugging on the beach like Apollo and Rocky. Right, right. Yep. Okay. There's so much when you think about those two. It really is Apollo and Rocky in so many ways. Yeah. If MSR only made American flag shorts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, didn't Brian Carroll 
run the MSR in the American flag oh, yeah. way? Well, his jersey was like a homemade oh, American flag okay. configuration. All right. Yes. All right. Literally a flag. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's get into this 2018. Now, we did a whole, so we did some videos on RaceRacks Online, Supercross preview video shows. And so, you know, maybe some of our opinions have changed slightly since then. Those are about a month ago, but uh, maybe not. Look, um, there's no. There's no reason to think the Supercross title, JT, is not going to come down between Tomac, Roxon, and Marvin, right? Or is Anderson like a sneaky... Nope. <laughs> it's one of those three. <laughs> Weege, right? I mean, that's those. one of those three are winning this title. Yeah, I can't see it going any other way. Like, what are we putting this at? 98% chance? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I was going to go 100, but okay. yeah, probably not a good idea to go 100. It's it's going to be one of those three. Right. And I, I love these people that are talking about uh, – I feel like Kenny is getting a lot of the talk, and rightfully so. Like, how's his injury? How's his comeback? How's he going to do? Like, that's all legit questions. I get it. And Marv's offseason, he just crushed it. Yep. And Marv <clears> is getting a lot of hype. But I can't – you have to put Eli Tomac as your favorite. Why can't you have to? You have to. Oh, I battled, and I'm, I know I'm jumping all over oh, okay. weeds right here, but I battled someone yesterday just for forever about this conversation, and he didn't see it that way. He thought Marvin should be the favorite, and I'm no. like, I, I made no. case by case by case point, and he was just like, eh. I'm like, I, yeah. I, 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 yeah. I give up, because if you can't see all of these points I'm making and why, I mean – over half the races he won last year, the person that beat him for the championships retired. He won the last championship that was raced. Just on and on and yeah. on and on. And yeah, this guy against felt, Marvin. Yeah, in all those yep. circumstances, this but guy felt Marv was the guy. Do you not feel like Weege that if it's somehow possible, Tomac's a little under the radar for some people? Yeah, I actually think he is. I think part of the reason there's an argument here is because. As we just said, we can all picture any of these three winning. We're not saying hand the plate to Tomac. We're just saying if you have to pick a favorite, it should be Tomac. But if Marvin wins or Roxon wins, I don't think any of us would be like, I cannot believe no. the earth no. must be flat. How could this have happened? No. It's not that. But if you're just picking odds, you would pick the best odds on Tomac and slightly slightly different odds on the other two and almost no odds on anyone else. That's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, so, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Tomac is a little under the radar. This is one thing that Tomac has to deal with. This is, okay, I should have an award here, the dumbest theory I heard in all of 2017. Oh, boy. This is the theory I oh believe boy. the least. Tomac was struggling at the first three races last year and then won round four. There are people who believe that is because Roxham is in his head. And the moment <laughs> Roxham is out of the series, Tomac started to ride well. So now that Roxham is back, Tomac will struggle. Yeah, I had that so, thing in my face several there, times, and I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like first of all, these people knew we've seen Tomac and Roxon battle over and over and over. And Tomac's probably won half of the times. Mm -hmm. The idea that Tomac just can't contend with Roxon. He beat him for the 250 national outdoor title straight up. So I don't yeah, see how no, he's in his head. No, it's the same people that thought Dungey and Marv caught Tomac in Vegas. <laughs> there was no bunching. <laughs> the same, those are the same people. Like that's asinine to say that. Like you could say like, Hey, Mentally, I think you could say mentally, like Tomac has an issue uh, closing off wins, and, and and just I think he, you know I don't know 
mentally, I think he's a strong guy with all the work he puts in on and off the bike and, and all that. But there is a small thing missing in Eli Tomac called consistency that we've seen from so many other greats in the sport. But you can 100% say that he's not like, oh, my God, I'm worried about Kenny Roxon. Like, no chance. No. No. For sure, Eli has to prove himself under pressure. I think last year only raised more questions. But, no. I don't think he's like, I can't. Oh, Roxon's back. I'm done. But any do we – does anybody remember, and I know we do, I'm just saying that for hyperbole, when Eli smashed Roxon in the summer of 14 – was it 14? Whatever they, when uh, they went, when they went head to head outdoors yeah. in 13, maybe it was 13. And in Eli, the two fifties. Yes. In yeah. the 250 club. Eli just yeah. owned him. He owned him. He did. Every yes. week. That doesn't yep. just magically get wiped off your psyche. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, yeah. you always remember that. And whether or not he beats Kenny or Kenny wins or whatever, I guarantee you, Eli's like, yeah, he's good, but I got to beat him. You know what I mean? Like everybody's, he's not scared of him. And, and he wasn't some magical sign that when Kenny went out, he went from ninth to first just because oh, he was no. mentally in a better place. Just such a yeah. terrible theory. I just, in my, uh, in my he, mind. he won nine races and he almost won the title and Dungey's gone. Like you said, JT, Eli Tomac is your odds on favorite to win this title. Yeah. And, and the person I was arguing with wrote a column for a competing website about what the Vegas odds would be for winning this championship. and you got to stop talking to Anton. It wasn't Anton. Oh. But he had, <laughs> he, had, he had Marv as the favorite, and Eli, like, the odds were just, I'm just like, what in the world? He's like, that's what Vegas would have. And I'm like, no, no, they would not. Don't ever gamble again. <laughs> don't ever gamble because that's uh, terrible. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting. Like, I mean, we each, do you see? Do you see Tomac starting off as poor as he did last year? I I don't, I don't. But I guess you never know. No, I I exactly. I'm just gonna say the same thing. I don't, but you never know. I mean, there was no reason for him to not be ready last year. Like he was not hurt. He had a full off season. It was a second year on Cowie. They screwed something up on the bike clearly, and they fixed it on the bike clearly. I know you don't like to talk about setup, but he went from five five eight to first. And, I mean, I talked to the Cowie guys. Like, they gave me the whole rundown of how it all transpired. Like, they changed something on the bike. So, are they going to somehow be way off again? I don't think so. Um, and, again, I just want to remind that if Marvin or Roxon wins the title, we're not saying stamp it, Eli Tomac is your champion. We're just saying who should be the favorite. Yep. Here's the thing. Here's my argument over Tomac and the other two guys. Last year, Marvin and Tomac raced every weekend. Tomac beat him in points in both series. They only raced once out of all these off-season races that Marvin is winning. Tomac crashed out. Now, I guess that you could say, oh, that just shows that Tomac's inconsistent. No, Mar- but honestly, Marv's he's in, been the Mar- most consistent. Marv's in Tomac's head. <laughs> oh, please. Okay. Um, he just beat him for yeah, a title. Yeah. Uh, Tomac, I know Tomac is runs hot and cold, and there are highlight reels of Tomac having a couple of huge crashes in his career when he was on fire. But he has raced. He raced every race in 2016. He made all the races last year. He, out of these guys, has really been the most reliable. He's had a few bad races here and there. But, I mean, with Roxon, you're dealing with, uh, can he even get through the series? Like, even without the arm injury, he did crash out of the series last year at round three. He did. That's not. Yeah. Tomac did not. Tomac did not do that. So there's something to be said there also. Yeah. Um, JT, is just just you want to talk about Marv's whoop speed now or later? Well, 
Yeah, I've been harping on this thing, but it's it's valid. There, it's not going to matter every week. Some weeks it won't even be a factor from you know for the first practice to the end of the night. He'll find a way through it. Some whoops are small. He'll jump through some. But I still believe that there will be a few rounds where it costs him valuable points. And I don't think he's going to run away with this title. So <clears throat> I don't think he's, he has this huge margin to where he can be like, yeah, I was a little off tonight. No big deal. I, you know, I got a 10th, but that's fine. I'm going to win eight races and no mm-hmm. big deal. I don't think he has that, that room to where he can just have a, a big hole in his game at, even if it's 20% of the, of the races to still have that at, you know, four races or whatever, three races, four races. I don't think you can give up points because it's not like he's going to be dominant anyway. It's not like he's like, I'm better than Eli. I'm better than Kenny. If I have a couple bad rounds, that's fine because I'm going to be better. I think he's going to be really close. And I think for him to scratch out wins is going to be a battle between him and Kenny and Eli. And then, then you have to worry about the outliers like Anderson and Baggett and all these guys that are going to be trying to get Cooper, trying to get wins too. Um, so, when I look at it, Kenny's dealing with the injury. We don't really know where that is. No one knows. Even Kenny, I don't think, 100% knows where that is going into a race situation. Eli's, you know, I think the most well-rounded coming off a, uh, an outdoor title, won the most races last year, tried to win the title at Vegas, came up short, beat Marvin by 54 points last year in Supercross. I think Marvin is the one with the biggest uh, liability in his game and that's in the whoops. I mean, even even at off-season races where the whoops typically aren't difficult, like uh, at Paris, Cole Seeley was able to pass him there. You know, no. that stuff happens at these races. And you, to win a title, I don't know that you can have a huge deficiency yeah. in one area. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how that is with him. It's it's bizarre. For if sure. he can manage it, but if hey. he can manage it and he gets lucky with the tracks this year, maybe it doesn't matter. But I see it. I've seen it for ten years with him, and it's not going away. Is there, so. is there a dude that has? That's more. That's better at the starts, though. Like no, consistently, he's going to put himself oh, yeah. in a good spot to oh, win. Yeah. But Kenny, I think yeah. Kenny could be right there. I mean, you look at last year; he was to see you the first two races. I think that Honda was a pretty big step forward with him getting good starts and putting himself in a good spot. But I think Marvin, psychologically and with equipment-wise, I think he's in a very good place to put himself. I guess in a good place to put himself in a good place, if that makes sense. Um, I just wonder about those rounds, like Vegas, tough whoop section. He crashes DNFs. He can't do that. Like that, that can't happen. I don't think in 2018 well, for him to win the title. Um, and talking about Kenny, like Weege, like okay, Kenny won the first two, and it was he looked on fire, and then he had a big crash. Mm-hmm. Okay, and guess what, Weege? He had a big crash in Atlanta the year before, and guess what? He had Monster a big Cup. he had Monster a big Cup crash too. at Monster Cup. Guess what? He had a big crash in Oakland. Uh, yeah. I don't think he crashed. Did he crash? He cried. Well, he fell over. Fell yeah. over, yeah. yeah. Came up short. Like, like this isn't just, oh, it's go time for Kenny. Do you know what I mean, Weege? Yeah, I think the injury has somewhat taken all the focus off. I think the injury's going to be fine. I think he's going to be fine. He's riding awesome. It's surprising people. I don't even think it should be a surprise at this point. I mean, he's been putting videos up. But people saw him at the Honda Media Day last week, and they're like, dude, I can't believe how well he's riding. We heard from the Enigmat brothers. We knew that he was riding well. So I'm not really worried about the day-to-day riding. But even if the injury is 100%, like on the nose, perfect, no residual at all, like you're saying, he's actually yet to prove he can put the 17 races and 18 rounds together. Uh, And here's the telling thing. So he came to Daytona last year. That was like his first public appearance after the injury. And I was doing the interviews, so he you know, it's a Honda race, so he's on the podium. And I'm like, oh, man, Kenny, what a bummer. Everything was going your way, and then one small mistake ends it all. Yeah. And he says, actually, not one small mistake. 
it was just a freak accident. And I thought to myself, well, no, it wasn't really a freak accident. Like, <laughs> it was a crash. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what happened. Yeah. It's not a, a freak accident would have been if it got landed on yeah, so by some dude or planes a bike get it broke. Off the, planes get it off the runway flying into yeah. the, the event or something. Yeah. Right. If his chain came off or something yeah. landed on him. but. Yeah. That's not a freak accident. That's a mistake that you can't. He went. He went long make. off the double, and he compressed himself into the ramp. Oh, like, you're gonna turn. Like, you're gonna get the conspiracy theories going. No, but I'm saying like yeah. that was that. It was Kenny's fault. Well, yeah. it crashes. Yeah, you ha- cannot do that. Crashes happen. Yep. Yeah. You know, I, and I, to what yeah. to what Steve said about it's go time for Kenny. I think it is go time for Kenny, but it's go time for Kenny until it's not go time. Just like it was last year. No, but just like it was the year before. But don't you feel that people think? If he's if his injury is okay, yep, he will win. And I say and no, he, no, no, no. He will on. win some. Oh yeah, no, no. But, but he, the, title, the title. But but like, he has not proven in a Supercross championship that he can avoid that big mistake yet. He hasn't done it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like like you know, if his injury is fine and there's no after effects from this injury, I feel like people are like, if he's healthy, look at those first two rounds. But wait a minute, and I'm saying, wait, wait. Look at these. Look at these incidents. Look, look at know? Monster Cup. Monster yeah. Cup, he was so much better than everyone, in my opinion. The, yeah. the debut on the Honda, he was killing everyone. Yeah. And then he just tosses it all by himself. Yep. No one around him. He just goes over the bars. And I I don't know what to attribute that to. I have no idea why. Yep. Uh, but the fact that it's there, it doesn't matter why. It's it's happened enough to where we can say, well, I don't know if it's a pattern, but it's something that we yeah. can go back oh, yeah. year after year after race after race and yep. say, well, something's going on yeah. there. Yeah, I just don't think you can be like, Oh yeah, it's just it's over. You know what I mean? If his yep. if his arm's good enough, it's over. No way. You know way. So, all right. Only so. because I would have thought that last year, and you know, obviously he was 100 percent when the year began last year. He didn't yeah. have an arm injury, and it didn't work out. So yep. all we can do is go off the data we have, and we've seen Marvin have struggles in this particular area, or we've seen Kenny have struggles in this particular area. Tomac has certainly not been perfect, but he's been less. He's had fewer problems than them. Um. Dan- Daniel Blair, our, our buddy Daniel Blair that works for the Supercross folks, said if Kenny wins Anaheim 1, this is going to bring so much attention to our sport and because it's such an amazing story. I disagree. <laughs> uh, I, think, I, think it'll be, I think it'll be big. It's, I don't know outside the industry I mean. it's if it'll be big. It's a big story, but yeah. I don't know. Let's, let's back that down a little bit. Yeah, I think – but on the, the issue of him, uh, I don't even know if it's going to take – as big of a crash as before, because even if he gets himself in a really precarious position on the bike, I don't, is that thing, is his arm strong enough to handle a really sketchy scenario where it would have been before? I, I don't know. There's a lot yeah, of, there's, know, there's more questions with answers with that stuff, yeah. but I just know from my experience that practicing and I don't care how hard you're doing motos during the week and, and battling lap times and all that racing is a different animal and you get in really, really, uh, undesirable situations that you you're relying on having a hundred percent strength and mobility and all the things that I don't know that he has. So yeah. I'm still, still not sold on the fact that he can handle a race environment. We're going for the win, battling, you know, cause you're, you throw all caution to the wind in these races. Like that's all yeah. gone. You don't even think about it. We're practicing. You're always like, I gotta be a little careful here. I can't yeah. throw this thing away. So that's going to change. I don't, I don't know what, what that means, but it's definitely going to be a factor somehow. Okay. So Adam Wheeler made me do Anaheim one predictions way yep. too early. I didn't really like doing it, but he wanted him. Okay. So I said fourth for rocks and Anaheim one. Really? I said, uh, uh, Tomac, Anderson, Marv, Kenny. Okay. So, A1 prediction, Roxon, JT, go. 
I'm going to waffle a bit. Oh, God. I'm going to say, I, I really think if he gets the whole shot and it's and it's just like last year, I think he can win. But I think if he doesn't get the whole shot and he's in traffic, it's going to be a little bit tougher for him. And I, I think things could go sideways quickly uh, because I, I know how amped up he is. I think he's he's too far on the on the adrenaline side. Mm-hmm. I'm scared he's going to have a crash or do something silly yep. trying to get through. So I'm going to say I'm going to go pretty wild into the spectrum, either first or like 15th. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't think it's going to be mediocre. All right. Well, I think fourth's okay. But all right, Weege, what do you think? I think he wins. Huh? Yeah. I think he so, wins. Right. And that's, yep. I, think I think all the, yep. I think the stars and moon in the line, this will be a great story. I, I think it'll happen. Yeah. Okay. I, I think if he gets a whole shot, yep. he's gone. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Especially Anaheim one yeah, is typically a little easier. Oh, he's won the last two. Dude, yeah. yeah. He's great at Anaheim one. He's always great at the beginning of really any season. I don't think any of us think that's the true test. Like we don't doubt he's going to be fast. It's, the 17 races. And if he gets through all of them, whatever. We can only yeah. go with the data we have, yeah. which is that he's crashed before. But none of us would be shocked in May if he's champ. Well, no, he, no. he, he won on yeah. the KTM in 2014. 450, right? And I won? Yeah. yeah. I think so. Yeah, he won Anaheim 1 on the KTM. Then yep. he won the next year on RCH. RCH he won yeah. 3 of 4. He won 3 of 4. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And we've looked. I think 3 of 4 is... I think McGrath won 3 of, his first, or three of 4, but not his first. He's the first guy to ever win three of the first four Anaheim's or opening rounds. They don't, did. don't you forget so about Don't you forget about Tortelli? That was LA. <laughs> I know, but his opening round win. Yeah, I was there. I was I was actually T- racing. Tortelli, the Supercross specialist. Doug Henry only he only didn't win because he didn't know he didn't know it was the last lap. Um, <laughs> I don't mean Kenny's the only one to win the first one. He's the only one that's won three out of the first four openers he's ever been in. So he's good at the beginning of the season. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If he I just wanted again. to throw in a Tortelli mansion somewhere. That's uh, okay. Yeah, I'm sure he looked good when he did. It. He did. He did. No Absolutely. one will want to win that race more than Kenny, and I know that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, I know that doesn't mean anything. Right. I'm just saying. I think he goes for broke to win this damn race. Um. All right. Yeah. No. I. I think the lack of racing, uh, you know, catches up to him a little bit. He takes it easy a little I don't bit think so. and, and takes a home a fourth with with not. When is he? When is he ever taking like, it easy? Like he doesn't get past. He just. Starts whatever, starts eighth, then gets fourth. I think he hole shots. Okay. Um, Jason Anderson. Hey, hold on. Okay. You guys, look. What? We did on the preview show. I, I feel like we've given Tomac so much love here. Are either of you worried that the strange, mysterious, mediocre Eli Tomac, who does pop up every once in a while, shows up at some point or all season? Are, are there any worries? I mean, we know what we're worried about with Kenny and Martin. Uh, are there any worries that what if Tomac goes mediocre like he does Okay. vaguely? He... That probably will come back. That's the one thing he's missing. However, there's no machine named Ryan Dungey to just rack up podiums. I think yeah. Marv's going to be close to that. But I think the big difference, if if we have the same cycle of weather in California that we did last year where the tracks are just soft and super deteriorated and all kinds of weirdness that these guys haven't tested on, maybe, maybe we see some of that. But if it's just normal Anaheim, uh, I don't think that happens. Okay. Um all right, so Jason Anderson, I think, has a similar year to the last few years. Podiums, a win here and there, but some inconsistencies. What do we think, JT? Yeah, I think that uh, it's going to be a little underwhelming. You know, he won the Anaheim one that Kenny didn't win. Um, so, I don't know. I, I don't really love the fact that he was in California this whole time and not hunkered down in Florida in November and October. Uh, I think he would have really benefited from spending all that time with Marvin. 
And from what we've seen, he really hasn't been dominant this offseason at all. You know, Marvin had his number at Monster Cup. Uh, Dino beat him one night in Australia. Uh, I just haven't seen anything. You know, he got beat again uh, by Marv pretty consistently in Geneva. Mm -hmm. So I haven't seen anything to make me think he's going to be able to beat Marv consistently next year. So And never mind Tomac. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So somewhere uh, in the three to five range every week. Yeah, but know, Maybe but, he wins but, a but race But I think he gets two. a win. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's yeah. got that elite level where he right. can do it. I just don't think he's going to be a real serious player for the title. Even, even as good as he is, I yeah. just don't see anything that tells me he's ready to make the next step. Do you see anything that's going on in the background and with Wygant right now? Uh, it sounds like the circus is in town. I better move. <laughs> our listeners, like, this, like there, there, is, there is no one out of our show that consistently our listeners can't stand in Wygant's phone issues. Like, I'm just glad it's not me. It's just, I'm so glad it's not me. If it's not the actual phone, it's things in the background. Yeah, the best part is that Weege doesn't care. Yeah, so no, he doesn't. He does not care. Yeah. All right. Um, ah, there's not much I can do. So, Circumstances are, the cards are as they've been dealt. <laughs> Uh, we so Anderson, yeah. You're, are you are you with us, JT and I? Who, I think we have a similar uh, thinking on Jason. Yeah, and the other problem with Anderson, man, he's never gotten the starts totally dialed. I mean, there's been times where they're really bad, and then other times where they're they're fine. But uh, that that hurts him. And I mean, you have to be unbelievably good to not be getting great starts and still win the title. So I don't think he's quite at that level. So yeah, I, I just put him like most people probably are, just a slight notch. Uh, below those guys. But if he gets a pole shot, he can win easily. Um, the next guys that I have written down, Baggett, Webb, Seeley, Wilson? That, that's an order? No, the, that's oh, just, just, no, no, the, it's just, just the, next, the group, next group. The next group? Yep. I think Baggett has a chance to jump into Anderson? the group ahead of that. Yeah, yeah. I think Baggett could be, uh, especially on certain weekends, I think he could be in the mix to, to get it a win or, you know, on the podium at least. Right. Yeah. I think he's got, I think with that new bike, which I think is better and lighter, his ability to get good starts. He was one of the only guys that made all the heat races or whatever last year. Uh, I look, I look for him to, to have a really strong year, maybe surprise some people. He shouldn't, I don't think he should, should no. be surprising people, but no. I think he still will. Webb's, Webb's apparently riding well on weed. So Coop, this is a big year for Coop. Everyone thinks he's out of there at the end of the year. I guess we'll see what happens. But, um, I mean, you know, like, who knows? If he has a good year this year and the bike's better and he's happier, then he just resigns, you know? Yeah, I have literally had people offer me real money bets, like actual money, that he's going to leave. That's how confident yeah. people I know. And these aren't just rando fans, but, like, people yeah. that kind of know the climate of the industry. People who want to bet me money that he will leave at the end of the year. Uh you know, when we were saying before, you know, we were basically saying the title has to be one of those three guys. Yeah. Uh, has to be one of those three. Yeah. The only person, and I'm not giving him good odds, if I had to pick, if the world was shocked and something completely unpredictable happened, who's the guy that was capable of doing it? I would pick Webb only because. Ahead of Anderson? Like you, Ahead of Anderson. Yeah, yeah, I would. The only, only reason why is because we've seen all the other guys against these guys. We've seen Sealy, we've seen Wilson, we've seen Baggett, we've seen uh, Anderson against these guys and them have a level ahead. We don't really know what Cooper Webb's ceiling is. I mean, I don't think it's championship this year ceiling, but we just don't know what the ceiling is, and we know he has the potential to be a real superstar. So if I had to pick someone who could shock the world, 
that's who I would pick. I'm not saying it's going to happen. Yeah, but J- that would be my pick to do it. JT, that's a that's a bold claim. Yeah, like even shocking the world. I think we just trying to right some wrongs here. I think so too. Yeah. Yep, yep, absolutely. Not into it. There we oh, go. That's ridiculous. There we <laughs> go. JT has cracked it. Very good, JT. Absolutely. Stop it. Yep. Stop it. We have not seen. We really have no idea what Web is capable of <laughs> if it gets it going. We have no idea. Keep I mean, it going, Weege. They paid a lot of money <laughs> keep, for a reason. Keep yeah. it going, Weege. Keep selling. I'm just going to repeat. I'm just going to repeat my completely logical. <laughs> right. When he came out of the 250 class and Yamaha paid him huge money, was it the expectation that he'd be a fourth place level guy or a guy who can win championships in the 450 class? Yeah, a guy who can win. For just because sure. you pay somebody doesn't mean yeah. anything. Yeah. They had to pay him a lot because everybody wanted oh, to pay him. You've, done, no a, you've done a great job, Weege. Yeah. I'm sure two years ago, everybody's saying Cooper Webb, nah, not, no chance he could ever win a 450 title. It's just not there. It's cool. We, like, you can you can stop. I think you yeah. I think you did a great job. <laughs> nice work, buddy. All right. Well, we'll um, see you, May. I can't wait. I can't wait till this happens. Got some um, pleasant flights ahead of you. Yeah. Exactly. You guys are going to see. Uh, hey, have you two, I don't know who I heard this from, and I was just trying to rack my brain to think about it. I don't. I don't want to throw out speculation on the podcast, but I'm going to throw some speculation out right now. Reckless speculation? Eh, I don't know if this is reckless, but have you guys heard a little bit about, like, Baggett and Marvin can't really ride together uh, right now? Uh, Things I've heard. Does that ring a bell with either one of you? Uh, Marvin is like, yeah, yeah, I don't really want to ride with Baggett. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't know. I don't know how true. I don't know how valid it is. And, yeah, there's a lot of spin on both sides. But I have heard that. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. These guys, man. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Real head games going on. Oh, uh, right? That's yeah. so dumb. Yeah. Um, can Baggett... Isn't that weird? If, if the whole... Every, <laughs> there's going to be 19,000 stories over the next couple months of all the Baker's programmers because they all check their egos at the door and they all push each other every day. Yeah. So if this were true, isn't that completely flying the face of that theory? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Especially some <laughs> It's okay like- to Mar- derive a dunge. That's fine. Right. I'm just saying this is this well, is, not necessarily because remember, Dunge got the hell out of Dodge because Anderson was beating him on the reg two years ago when okay. An- when Anderson came out and won Wait, Anaheim one, when Anderson yeah. came out and won Anaheim one that off season yep. leading up to that, Dungey basically went to California and started riding out there because he didn't want to be around Anderson. Oh, never knew this. Yep. Yeah, no, I really. I'm going off. Of, I'm going off of hearsay, and I'm going, but I trust these people. And I trust yep. what that was told. And I know that there were factual things happen where Dungey went and rode other places because he was getting, you know, he didn't want to get lose confidence and get psyched out by Anderson. And he kind of knew like, it's going to be a long series, blah, blah, blah. But it was, there was, there was a little there to it from what I heard. Um, does Baggett, does Baggett win a race this year? Does Baggett win a race? I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Weege. <sighs> I'm going to I'm going to go the other side only because we don't get a lot of winners every we year. We don't. I don't know no. why. It just doesn't yeah. work. No. We just don't. So if we're just assuming that those three other guys are going to win a lot of the races, it just doesn't leave much left. It's just the way the and I, way the, and the ratio you, usually works out. And don't you absolutely think Anderson will get a winner too? Right. I do. Yeah. So there we so, go. So four winners. Anderson got one last year and didn't even win. (laughs) He didn't even win and he got one. Um, That's right. We have this discussion every year on this thing. Five or six winners is the absolute match you're ever going to have. So if we're already stamping four, now you have to be the one other guy that wins. That's just tough. Daytona. 
RC, to RC's credit, mm-hmm. the design looks better, right? Do we all agree with that? Did we see it? Did you see it, JT? What is it? Daytona. The track design. I didn't see it. I haven't seen really any of the oh. track maps yet. Yeah. RC looks like it looks it better. It does look better. It does yeah. look better. Mm-hmm. So maybe Baggett wins there is what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Maybe Daytona is a Blake Baggett special. Well, it's definitely is Very possible. Yeah, it's definitely uh, best yeah. So Cole Seeley. Eli's pretty decent there, too. Yes, he is. <laughs> Cole Seeley, multiple wins. Anyone? No. Anyone? Very nice guy. Great rider. A lot of talent. I don't have multiple wins on my radar for Cole. Okay. Dean Wilson, right? Is Wilson belongs in his next group. I think I, I take this. I'm taking the Cooper Webb approach. We just Cooper Webb approach with Dino and that he's my wild card. I don't know. I don't know what to think about Dean. I, I think he could, he could really do something or he could just be like, eh, yeah, he's fifth every weekend. I don't know. I, I, I think his talent level is elite when it's on. I think he can do things on the bike that most people can't. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that translates to. Wild though. horse. He is. He's he is. a wild horse. He has been broken, too, yeah. and he's come back. Um, what's your thoughts on Dean Oweege? Yeah, I'm right there with JT. Uh, Dean has said so often that the goal was to finally get through a season healthy, uh, and he did that. So now I'm wondering, like, was that real? Like, was he really reducing the risk at times, and he could go faster and do more, but he didn't want to take that chance, and now, that, now he could put that behind him and start taking those risks? Or was that just something he said? So... I believe, like JT, that the ability is there. But flipping the switch to go from a fifth-place guy to a first-place guy is uh, literally like a, like a lottery ticket as far as what that means you're worth. That's not easy to do. So we'll see if it actually happens. The ability is there, but okay. We'll at least JT is going to get along with Wilson's dad really well this year at least. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Um, I got my guy. I got my guy. <laughs> Tickle, um, does Tickle belong in that group that I just mentioned? Yes. Webb, Wilson, Sealy, Baggett? Yep. Tickle? And he can make the jump, too. He can make the jump. He really could. Look at look at the pedigree, the program, the bike. Oh, here we go, Weege. There's no one sold on Alden Baker's program like Jason Thomas. No, Jeff Alessi's more sold on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> uh, but I know I th- I'm not saying it's a guarantee, but I think yeah. when you get take a guy who has been on in podium contention before and you put him in a program that's produced a lot and you put him on arguably the best bike, I think, I think KTM Husky and Honda have the perception of being the most forward-thinking equipment right now. Yeah. Um, I, it's hard for me to take Husky seriously with that side panel, but they're also a KTM. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think there, I think there's a chance that he makes a pretty big step forward. Okay. Mike Williamson will be on the phone. I said, that. I said and perception. It'll be quickly. I said perception. <laughs> okay. And the whole thing about it is too is you don't come out with a. They're they're saying they're coming out with a, a new bike in 19. You don't come out with an all new bike if you don't need to move forward, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Thanks to Fly Racing. And Alpine Star Protects for coming on this podcast. Now here's some commercials from Race Tech and Michelin. Listen, all right? Thanks. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis podcast on RacerX. I want to talk to you a little bit about Race Tech. The folks at Race Tech have been uh, on board with us for a long time. And use the code PULPMX17 when you're checking out to save money. Get your suspension done, please. Come on. Give your bike some love. All right, if, if you're looking to get the most of your bike suspension, get Racetech's proven lineup of suspension components and services done at the headquarters in Corona, California, or at your local Racetech service center. And check out the helpful guides on Racetech.com and pick up a do-it-yourself gold valve kit. It's a revalve in a box. Things have been around a long time. 
Also, too, Racetech doing engines now, valve jobs, porting, honing, decking, and more. Whether you're looking for a rebuild or a high-performance upgrade, Racetech's engine services department experience, staff, and state-of-the-art equipment have you covered. I can vouch for that. I've seen it myself. Give Racetech a call and mention Pulp Mex for a special discount. Please, check them out. Thanks to the guys at Racetech. Hi, Randy Richardson from Michelin here, and I'd like to thank the Pulp MX Show listeners for your support and share some information about Michelin motorcycle tires. Michelin offers motorcycle tires for everything from cruisers to sport touring, sport bikes, and adventure touring motorcycles. And as we celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our iconic partnership with Harley-Davidson, you'll find Michelin Scorcher tires on an increasing number of factory-equipped Harley-Davidson motorcycles. New for 2017, Michelin introduces the new benchmark for sport bike tires, the Michelin Power RS, featuring many of Michelin's patented technologies, all of which contribute to the incomparable grip, handling, and flickability of the Michelin Power RS. I just want to hear the motocross stuff. Fair enough. Let's focus on the Michelin Starcross 5. Because the Pulp MX Show listeners are important to Michelin, we're going to continue to sponsor Steve's janky radio show. That's right. While I'm not like some people who say, I know everything. I do know a few things about motorcycle tires, and I'd like to share some of the key features and benefits of the Michelin Starcross 5 tires with you. And I promise it's not a bunch of corporate blah, blah, blah. The Michelin Starcross 5 tires are specifically designed for use in a broad range of conditions and terrain. They're available in sand, soft, medium, and hard versions, and are offered in 21 size and fitment applications. Yeah, you like that? In addition to the exceptional performance and durability, the redesigned architecture of the Michelin Starcross 5 features a bead profile that makes the tires easier to install. And everyone knows... Easier mounting is always a good feature. If you're riding on Michelin Starcross 5 tires, but you have friends that are still buying other brands, please tell them... No, 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 no. Encourage them to try a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires. And if you haven't tried Michelin Starcross 5 tires yet? You're out of your mind, dude. Visit your local dealer or online retailer to purchase a set of Michelin Starcross 5 tires and install them on your bike. Who knows? They might just help you learn to do a backflip in a day. It worked for the Doom Goon. To learn more, visit MichelinMotorcycle.com and follow us on Instagram at Michelin Motorcycle. If Tickle is in that group, Webb, Wilson, Seeley, Baggett, Tickle, right? The next group slightly below, uh, below Anderson and even a little bit more slightly below the top three. Um, I think those, I think there's a, a group in there that a subset we're having group. a part hard time classifying because they're in that group. They have been in the second group, yep. but they have a chance to move to the first group. I really think they do. I think tickle Baggett, uh, Webb, Dino all have a shot at it. Seeley. I, I don't have oh, I don't have cold air shit on Sealy's it's, show. It's, it sucks that it comes off that way because it's not trying to be. But I mean that's what we're doing. We're assessing these guys for their upcoming season. So my my question to you, Jerkies, is who's the best out of that group? Webb, Wilson, Sealy, Baggett, Tickle. Who's on, the best? I think it'll be weekend to weekend. Yeah. I don't I don't think there's any way to say this no. guy's going to be better than that guy over a whole course of a season because of X and have right. any way to prove that that you're just everybody's all conjecture and it's going to work itself out over 17 rounds but a weekend to weekend you may be able to draw some really short conclusions but i think that could that's just going to change in you know in seven days yeah weege what do you think the one thing i'll give Sealy is i think there's no chance Sealy has a bad season he's going to be good it's just everyone of the other guys are hot and cold like that it could be outstanding yeah. 
or I mean, last year he couldn't get results with all that speed. It just didn't work out. So that could happen. Uh, Webb, as I'm saying, could be really great, but he could also just struggle again. And same thing with any of the guys. Dean could be the same Dean we've seen, or he could step up. But Seeley, I think the one thing I'll give him is he's already been good. He already will be good. I can guarantee you Cole Seeley will be good. The other guys, they might be better than him if it really hits, but they might also be worse. So I'm putting him like as the bullseye of that group. Can they go above the Seeley line? That's what I'm calling it. The Seeley line. Like the Mendoza line. Can yeah. they go above the Seeley line? Because Seeley has proven he can be right there in the right 90s to get to start mixing up with the elite. Are those guys going to be even better than that? We'll see. They have the potential to be, I think. Baggett. It's far from a guarantee. Oh, I didn't even realize this. Baggett, I found Seeley missed some races, but Baggett was eight yeah. points better than him last year. You know, Baggett was sixth overall, one point behind Davey. Yeah, there was a there was a big battle there. Right, right. So, you know, maybe he was better than we thought, and he's going to be better again this year. So multiple wins. No, I'm talking Baggett. This is Baggett. Yeah, Baggett. yeah, either one. Um, no, I don't. Dude, know. Baggett had how many races last year to Baggett at the beginning of the year, like fall in the first lap, like the worst thing you can do. He did it over and over and over. Or he looped out he, even. Or he looped out in a heat race, but the, I mean. You ha- I mean, you have to not do that stuff. We'll see if he changes it. Sealy won't do any of those things. He knows he's – Sealy will – you can just stand thirds and fourths at a Sealy all year long. It's not – it's not going to shock anybody. Um, The next group of guys I have, Josh Grant, Brayton, Bogle, Pike, Barsha, right? Am I missing somebody or, or is somebody too low in that group? I think you're going to see a lot of people bounce in and out of that group into the second group. Yeah. And and then back again. Like Pike will be in there. Bogle will be in there. There's going to be guys that come and go, and then they drop back. So they'll go from eighth to fourth, back to seventh. Yeah. To fit, you know what I mean? So I, there's just – I don't think we've seen in the past where we had Villapoto, we had Dungy, we had a, a healthy Chad Reed that was, you know, younger – uh, Roxon. There was a there was a really established elite group. James when he was better, um, that you really couldn't penetrate. But I think now there's an opportunity for more guys to get closer to that. Um, if Pike was running second for 12 laps, yeah, it wouldn't shock me because I don't think there was any way he was going to beat uh, like stewart or reed or those guys in their prime but now yeah. it just seems a little bit like the the gaps are closer right. like so, it doesn't shock you for see guys jump up groups okay so i just listed barsha pike bogle brayton grant right mm-hmm. and with all the other guys we've mentioned mentioned Weege, that's 14 dudes so tell me out of barsha pike bogle brayton josh grant who's gonna get 14th and be like oh yeah cool <laughs> right that's yeah. what we always talk about yeah. right, right we always talk about it yeah. yeah no exactly you know like oh yeah, yeah four, we say 14. top 10 guy top five guy we name 10 top five guys <laughs> right right yeah. right and we name 14 top 10 guys right yeah. right yeah. uh it's just yeah. one i'm of course injuries will strike and, well there's gonna be some know. really disappointed people at a1 that's how it always goes because there's only so many places that are good finishes we have i didn't bring up mookie yep heat race mookie yep Look at Weech. Who? <laughs> who the hell Ooh. knows? Um, I'll tell you what. He's not, not a big fan of Pulp MX, but Josh Grant had a nice season last year. Josh Grant had a really good year. He did. Yep. Yeah, he did. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to expect from him, really. I think a solid top 10 guy. Yeah, more of the same. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, those days of flashes of brilliance where he goes out and wins A1, like uh, 2009, I don't think those days are here. Um, 
but second solid second place, second place on the team guy. Yeah. Uh, he goes out and he finishes eighth at A1. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Uh, out of Pike, Bogle, Brayton, and Grant, Weege, Bogle could take a leap. He's the one guy that could take a leap. I'm actually picking Pike as my sleeper out of this group. I think it got totally forgotten how good he was in the first three rounds last year. He would have been considered in that group a year ago, and he was the closest to getting to that next group. I think he went 8-7-5. Yeah. He got fifth at round three. So he was starting to, as JT would say, he was starting to penetrate that group. <laughs> and it's just the, it's just hard for Pike to shake the stigma that he has. I think he was really good. I think he was only going to get better. I wouldn't be surprised if podiums were coming soon, which would mean he is starting to occasionally mix it up with that elite, elite, elite group. And supposedly his wrist is all good again. So I think Pike is the has the best odds I would put to make that leap. And, hey, look at that. Pike's just as good as Sealy now, or Pike's just as good as Webb or whoever we're putting in that other group. I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all. Steve, have you noticed that Weege is really pumping up and giving a lot of attention to anyone he could possibly see in a Charlotte airport? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 it's probably not a coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> Really laying out a smooth travel plan this year. You know, there's a Starbucks that's usually by our gate to LAX. I mean, maybe somebody wants to, you know, hey, I'll buy a cup of coffee. You know where I am. I'll be easy to spot. Uh, we just going to blanket the JGR guys, yep. just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about Bogle. I don't know. First of all, I don't even know if they're sure. They're not sure at this point if he can even ride Anaheim 1. Oh, really? It's, it's, oh, it's likely. Oh, okay. All right. I guess he's actually got some residual even shoulder issues. Oh, boy. Um, so he's going to be riding. I, he might be riding now, but it's like, mm, if you're only going to ride for two weeks. Yeah, so this is unfortunately the hole that Bogle's in almost every year. Yeah. When, when do we talk about Reed? Uh, we leave him. We leave him. We, we, we leave him? Well, no, we leave him for later. He's he's here. Well, he's listed. Get Wong in the tooth here. And we're we're well, leaving out one of the stars of the oh, sport. We got fourteen guys. I mean, how more, and we got a ways to go before we get to read, huh, All JT? Right. Are we, is he wrapping the show with? Is he, <laughs> is he the wrapping on this thing? What about Brayton? Why well, He'll be used to the bike. He's getting used to getting used to things. Oh. <laughs> you remember doing that? You remember? Yeah. Oh, it was one of my worst. People things. don't realize that you've become this. You've become this uh, radio media king but they don't realize your inauspicious debut. I thought you were done with the very first time you started. I One see. of the first things you ever said in a live mic was, where is he? He's from Iowa. They're used to getting used to things. He's used to getting used to things. <laughs> That's yeah. what I said. And I'm like, get this guy out of here. Um, but, uh, yeah, Brayton's going to have a better offseason than he did last year. He's set himself up with a practice track in Australia. He's used to the bike. He was riding a 16 for a long time, and now he's spent a long time on the, on the, on the 17 and 18. Brayton could be better, and he's just a solid veteran, Wygant. You know that. Uh, when the races come east and he's back living in North Carolina, I'll be proclaiming a huge thing for him because then I'll be seeing him at the airport. Um, uh, what else? Barsha? I mean, I felt like we spent a lot on Barsha for our in-office. We, we spent a lot or we spent a lot of time teams on, have? Well, teams have spent a lot. JGR spent a lot? Um, we spent a lot of time on Barsha. I feel like we spent a lot of time on Barsha uh, in our in our in our pre-race pod that we did in the office, right? But this is a big year, Wygant, for him. One thing I, I've been accused of being brutal on him. I think that's what that's what I was oh, accused of being yeah, brutal no, no. on him in the last pod. You, 
You have su- really surprising me with your hot takes on on Bam Bam. Well, yes. we just kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> if he was if he was still flying through the airport, Charlotte, I would be much let, better. Let me obviously. let me it's let me uh, let me imitate let me imitate your hot takes. <clears throat> when have we seen Barsha do anything on a Supercross track with any kind of flash? He hasn't had one good lap in four years. He hasn't had one good lap in four years. There we go. That's you. I'm, thank you. I mean, that was my case. Thank you for <laughs> stating it for me. That was we, my case. We just, 2018 predictions all come with a geographical map in front of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. For the sake of the sport, we've been losing guys. We're not gaining any. Uh, Steve will have a rant in our next podcast about 250s about no one moving up this year. Uh, so Dungey is retired. Villapoto is retired. Reed is racing, but he's getting older. There's no stew. We haven't really replaced those guys. We could really use someone like Barsha to be good again and be a contender again like he was five years ago. That would be great for Supercross. I just don't think it's going to happen, but it would be uh, awesome if it did. Sport could use a guy like that. Number of rounds before Webb and Barsha hate each other. I'm putting it at four. <laughs> Zero? Uh, I'll put it at four. Um, JT, what do you think of Mookie? Like, What, what are we going to see from Mookie? Apparently, there might be something with a BTO truck. Yep. He's working with them. He's going to maybe do something with BTO truck. I, I don't know. That's just the I, word I think the we see more of what we've seen. Lots of speed, not in good enough shape to do 21 minutes. Uh, I, I have no reason to change my thoughts on what it was leaving last season. With some heat race Mookie yeah, yeah. moments. Lots of speed, lots of talent, yeah. but the main events are going to be right. 15 to 18 minutes and either slows way down, makes a big mistake, falls over, that, that type of thing. All right. All right. We each, Chad Reed. Ooh, this is, there's so many things stacked against them. And I know that this is the master of having things stacked against him <laughs> yes. and, and doing well, but not usually like this. I know that when he started 2-2, we were in the press box watching him running a 6-1 time and saying, yep, that's Chad Reed now. He's just a sixth-place guy. That's just the way it's going to be. And then he's had five more years of winning races and battling for titles after that. Yep. But he's never had this circumstance. I mean, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you he's not going to be in shape. It's not. That's not good. Yeah. I don't I don't know how this works. I don't know how this it, it goes. But and I don't know if he can even do this, but if I'm running Chad Reed's program, I'm like, hey, come back at round six. Like get can't, in shape. You can't though when you're only doing supercross. I, I mean, dude I mean he uh, if you're doing the whole season, yeah, because so you have a whole other championship outlook. But how's this going to go? Not, I, and not, I don't know. not good. I don't even know if he races. That's what I mean. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be. I I don't have any insight. I haven't talked to him, but I will be surprised if he ends up racing the night's events. Oh, JT or we? JT hasn't talked to him, huh? What do you know? Yeah, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh. Um. Here it is. I'll tell you what's going to happen. He shows up at Anaheim. He guts out a 12th. He goes to Houston, finishes 14th. There's an injury on the Rockstar Husky squad. Chad gets the call, pulls off a fifth the next weekend, then a third, then he wins round six or seven, and we're off again. <laughs> wow. I'm I mean, riveted. I, I'm I, speechless. Tell me more. I'm speechless. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> I want more. How's this end? It, it, that's how it goes because it always goes that way. That's it. That's how it goes. There's no, there's nothing. That's that's it. He dominates. He dominates. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, man. 
I don't know about that, but I'm just saying, like, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I hope it goes okay. Like, seriously, as I said on that podcast, I don't want to see. Yeah, no one does. I don't want to see, like, uh, uh, Gretzky. The last year of Gretzky's career, he got nine goals. Yeah, no, no one does. I don't want to see that. Unfortunately, we're facing some harsh realities, and, and only he can do anything about it. But it's the oldest he's ever been. It's the least prepared he's ever been, uh, both on the bike, off the bike, set up team staff i mean every aspect of this program is putting him in the toughest spot i think he's ever been in so i don't know what what happens or where that goes but the writing is on the wall that it's going to be difficult um anything else uh weege on on, uh, on reed no i think that really sums it up i know that he built his own 2-2 motorsports effort once before and he almost won the title that year but the difference of being physically ready in this sport is is massive. I'm sure he was trained and as fit as he'd ever had ever been at that point. Mm-hmm. And that's a huge difference. Um, all right, Weimer, guy we haven't talked about. He's coming back from a bad injury, but he's been about a, he'll have about a month on the bike. So Jake will be a main event guy, yep. right? And yep. then go from there. Yep, he'll be. I think he'll be similar to how he's been the last couple of years, where he's. Uh, you know, the one race he got like a ninth, and we're like, damn, that's pretty yeah. good. You yeah. know, so I think in that range, anywhere from if he has a good night, eight or nine to 13 or 14, um, he's unfortunately, it's just, it's really deep. And I, I think that's, I don't think he's at an, an age or a preparation standpoint where he's going to have elite level speed. Um, but I think he's, he's pretty damn good. So I think if, if he gets a start and he's having a good night, he's capable of being inside, just inside the top 10. Yeah, I think he starts off a little rough and then goes from there. Yeah. Uh, JT Vince Freeze thoughts? Uh, I think he'll get good starts, especially on the Honda. That bike, I've, I've spent some time on it. It's really, really fast and really, really good on starts, which are, I mean, that's a potent combination for a guy like Vince. Mm-hmm. So I expect to see him up front. I think at the Triple Crown, he's gonna, you know, he's coming in with a shirt off. Like I, I wow. feel like that. Well, wow. I just feel like in this event where. He's very good at riding aggressively. He's very good at getting starts. So you give him a f- six-man main event or whatever it is. It's right. six or eight for the shorter That's one. eight minutes. Okay. Either one, I think it, yeah. even if he can't win, it puts him in a really good spot for a great moto wow. finish. Um, J- so J- I think it'll be pretty good. We, That's the nicest JT's ever been about Vince Freeze ever. It's it's a lot of it's been transferred to somebody else. I think now he's he's good. <laughs> no, I just you know what you know what more more than anything there was a transfer of anger. More than anything, yes. it's yes. been it's been so long since I've had to race Vince that my anger is finally <laughs> co- coming down because it doesn't affect me anymore. I kind of well, don't care. Well, it only took five years. Well, hey, yeah, everybody's on their own timeline, Steve. <laughs> well, seriously, when did you retire? Thirteen, right? Uh, thirteen would be thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. So thirteen was your last. This year? would be six years. Six years in, everybody. There we go. A transfer of anger has has happened. <laughs> not transfer. Needs to be counseling. I really transfer because uh, my anger is definitely not on the same level. I don't think, but <laughs> I, he's going to do something to piss me off for sure during the season. But I think there are there are aspects to the season that benefit him. No doubt about it. Apparently, and I, I love it because Vince will be the only guy in the field who's ever cross jumped. And but JT will call him out, but not call anyone else out. Although it happens quite a bit. Well, Legit. you do things. That, JT and everyone else. Yeah, you just take keep that in mind. You don't get the benefit of the doubt on certain <laughs> things when you when you make when you make your own bed. You're gonna have to pay the consequences. Uh, vacuum. No. In a vacuum. No thanks. 
<laughs> partying in Temecula. <laughs> That's I, I stand by that theory. I stand by that theory. Partying in Temecula is one of the worst theories I've ever heard. It is heard. not. No, it is not. Yes. No. I've had some I, the Cujo the Cujo theory. There some of the stew theories I've heard. Not even just Cujo, but stew theories in general across the <laughs> From industry. Me? Oh, industry. Yeah. It's yeah, some yeah, of the right. worst I've ever heard. And and. My worst partying in Temecula is right in there. No, no way. The partying and in a vacuum, I stand by that. I, the Cujo one was terrible. That was a that was a terrible take. You also had one with Steve Hudson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there was one involving Steve Hudson. I'm going to write a book one day on, on my theories and topics. Um, uh, we're not even counting Nick Schmidt, who's always a good you know main event guy. You know he'll be good. He took a step back last year. I thought he did. Though. I agree. Yeah. He did. Um, a little bit. And am I missing anyone else? Alex Ray, honestly, Alex Ray is going to be good, man. He's in shape. Yeah. I've heard unbiasedly from a guy, a French guy, who's won a lot of races, kind of tall. Can't really understand what he God. says a lot. Jambi. I who it is. He, he, he's been at the Yamaha track helping out. Jackie Martins. <laughs> yes, it was Jackie Martins. <laughs> it absolutely was Jackie Martins, <laughs> who's Belgium. But, um, Jackie uh, Vermont. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I was talking to Frederick Bollet the other day, and let me tell you, um, yeah, uh, Alex Ray Matthew, looks... Matthew? Matthew. No, that's Knowles' boss. Um, no, yeah, Alex Ray looks really good. Like, that could be a guy... And, and when I say surprise, I don't mean anything other than every week you're in the main event. Question. Yes. How many main events between the two Intiknap brothers combined? I don't know. Great. Tyler's never Thank made you. one. No. He's so close in Vegas before he broke he his was. leg. He was. <laughs> and then at uh, the New York round, when they're just killing each other. Was that Tyler involved in that too? I remember when he got his leg caught in the sub swing arm and he was dragging him and, no! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's dragging uh, Dustin Pipes, I think. Can, hey, Weege, why don't we do that on RacerX Online? Can we put up the New York LCQ and just be like, buy, your, we- buy your tickets now. Here, buy your tickets now. <laughs> I I don't I don't think we can, but let's see when the season settles down a little bit. I'm sure they've got their Anaheim hype, you know, all all ready. The cannons are loaded. But yeah. Two months into the season, I'm going to reach out to the digital folks over there at uh, Feld. They've been pretty cool with us lately. Yeah. You know, we're sharing some stuff, promoting their stuff, uh, promoting this. I, I'm going to suggest that. Like, put the highlight reel. Why, get those six clips. Why don't we do put that out there? Why don't we do an oral history of the 450 LCQ from New York? <laughs> yeah, Long farm. Sam Eyes in the LCQ. Long yeah. farm. Right? Yeah. We need to yes. track tra- tra- these guys can we get down. A, can we track down the flagger? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay. So, Fly Racing Racer X podcast is done by Alpine Star Protects. JT, the Alpine Star Protects line is something you work with at WPS, and uh, never mind Fly Racing, but the, yep. the stuff's good. The stuff. uh, yeah, I just in, was in meetings. We're sitting here on a Thursday, and I was in meetings on this Monday and Tuesday with the Alpine Star's core group, and uh, those guys are dedicated to raising the level of protection across the board uh Maybe more than anyone I've ever seen. Those guys are dead serious about being known for protection, offering better products, uh, and that, yeah. that's I'm telling you they're dead serious about it. So you're going to see more and more from them on that side. Um, absolutely. So thanks, everybody, for listening. Before we wrap this thing up, let's get a little bit of takes, a little bit of predictions, a little bit of takes uh, on some things. Uh, first up, J-Mart, first two rounds. Three rounds? Three. Three? Three rounds. Three. Okay. Where are we at, Weege? Where are we at, J-Mart? First three rounds. 
Uh, I think I'll have one decent race. I don't know how exactly to quantify decent because the field is stacked to the beginning of the year. It's deep. But I think I'll have one race, sixth or seventh, and you're like, oh, you got something. But I, but I don't think it'll be consistent. I predict a DNQ and a couple of good finishes. Think a DNQ oh. and yeah, then. just something happens. Wow. Whatever. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say he takes it somewhat easy, not doesn't do anything stupid, and gets mm-hmm. eight to twelve. Okay. All right. Champion Tomac. All three. All yes. three of us. Yeah, I'll take Tomac. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Race winners. How many? Name them. Eli, Marvin, Roxon, Anderson. Bag it. Reed? And I'm out. Okay. Weege? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go those four, obviously. And you know it's coming. Oh, yeah, okay. All get, right. The number will get a win. Right. Stu? Yep. Stu? What? Stu? <laughs> I just I just saying Stu for the clicks. I just want people. I, you saw my eyes light up? Put, Did you see my well, eyes light up right Stu there? We can put Stu on the title of the pod now because we talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, let's do that. Let's hey. talk about how we talked about Stu. Put him on the picture. Like the Does Stu picture. race at all this year? No. Weege? Nope. I'm still on record as saying he never races again. So 2018, he doesn't race a Monster Cup, a Red Bull Straight Rhythm. This is this is or, Supercross season. Or Southwick. This is 2018 Monster Energy oh, Supercross. Well, then he doesn't race any of those. Right. No. right. You think in Southwick? Yeah. Is that what it is? Unadilla. Does he come up for Unadilla 18? <laughs> and dance on the dance after the finish line. He dances. Why did he do that before? Yeah, he did that in the mud when he, when he won. Oh, he that. did? When he was trying when, to do the perfect season. Yeah, when Cody Cooper was, was. Yeah, he danced on the track. We should get Cody Cooper and Stu to come back and reenact that. We'll do oral history for it. Um, yeah. Okay. Sleeper. <laughs> Sleeper pick. And this could be. Nate Alexander. This could be anything. This can be like, like Jay, like we Webb could be your sleeper pick, you know, because you, you say he's going to. No, my, my sleeper's Pike. Uh, you usually disqualify all of our sleepers and say they're not allowed to be sleepers. It's Pike. I'm going Baggett. The Baggett is not a sleeper. No. Why? That is not. Here work. we go. Just One podium? No, that does not work. One no, podium last no, year. No, it does not work. He's a guy. He's Tickle. A, he's a guy. He's a guy, too. What? That doesn't work. Nope. Neither of them have ever won a race. Doesn't matter. They're not sleepers. What do you want me to go with, uh, Candyman? Like you're Candyman, taking away you, all my are, options. Are you going Candyman? No. Are you going Candyman? No, Final I, answer. I went Baggett. He doesn't want to be known as Candyman anymore. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to be known as Short. Where do you think that gets me? What about What about Henry Miller no. as a sleeper? No. 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 Okay. He's never even made a 450 Supercross main before. No. Okay. I'm all not. right. Outdoors. Sure. My sleeper is Alex Ray. For what? Podiums? No. Just. Alex, Marked improvement. Alex Ray is going to be a guy that you two idiots are going to go, holy shit, Mathis. Another great prediction I by you. I think you're going to say, holy shit, that was a spectacular get-off. No, you guys that are going to say another great prediction, Mathis, by you. He's the most impatient rider in the series, Alex Ray. <laughs> Which is, I like the, I like the intensity. Yeah. I like that it's yeah. not a knock on him. He just, man. Yeah. If he would calm down and be a little bit more patient, he right. would get a lot further. And your sleeper is Pike Weege? So Pike, yeah, that fit your. I want you to write the manu, the manual, the handbook of who's allowed to be a sleeper or not. So Pike's allowed. It's that, the, that's okay. It's the eye test. You know, you never know, and so I just kind of oh, go by okay. the eye test. The eye te- okay. by the eye test, he means I get to decide. Um, <laughs> Chad reads. Chad reads best finish this season at a race. 
I think we did this. Did we do this? No, we did not. In our this. in our not no in our no, office we pod we didn't. In our office pod we didn't no. do it. Okay. Uh, best finish for Chad Reed. Uh, maybe we did. I feel like we did. I said fifth. I said sixth. Yeah. All right. I think I said fifth. Uh, um, <clears throat> I'll say seventh. So we're just wow. flat. Um. Yeah. You're on record. Doesn't fly to Charlotte, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> biggest biggest disappointment. Biggest disappointment in 2018. Who's gonna Who's gonna struggle a bit more than we think? I think to have to have disappointment, you have to have high expectations. Okay. Those, those two things have to go, you know, be in tandem. So I'm going to say Anderson. All right. Uh, I don't think Tickle's going to take the leap that a lot of people think he is. Oh, Swizz is going to fight you. Oh yeah, good yeah. job. Yeah. Oh, Swizz is going to be very mad. Okay. Yeah, I, don't know. I think he might be. He is who he is more than some people are thinking. We are who we thought they were. They are who we thought they were. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We love. Let him off the hook. You want to crown him? Crown him. You know my. I had another guy in mind, but with Weech just informing us that Bogle either might not race or won't be, you know, 100 percent at yep. a one. I'm gonna go Bogle. Like the, he needs a huge year. You know, he's making a big step, and if he's kind of starting behind the eight ball, he already tends to crash. Mm-hmm. He already tends to be a little on the edge. Yep. So coming in, trying to do something, and then you know this could this could go bad. But still a little true or false rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire. Cooksey does something at a press conference to get people riled up. Uh, True. False. Kiefer makes somebody cry. False. False. Reed becomes a fan sweetheart after the 2018 season. I think he's there already. Even more so. True or false? Reed's VIP program knocks it out of the park. Weege. Uh, just please, just don't go there. I mean, come on. We did a great job on this show. Aren't you guys in the same room? Yeah, we, we are. are. Yeah, he's there. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would, oh, man, we were, we were happy that he was able to function as well as he did through this last hour. Over, under, number of riders pissed at me this year. Uh, four. Over, or under. Well, I think you've got about 15 going in. No, no chance. Four guys right now, over, under, this year. That are mad at you? I'm going. That will get mad at me. Oh, yeah. I think over 10. <laughs> Stop yeah, it. Yeah, four. Come on. <laughs> I don't mean the four? guys The guys currently don't like me. I mean just brand new to beefs. Get mad at you? Yeah, brand over t- new. Over 10. Brand new beefs. Over 10. Really? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't last. Maybe it doesn't last long. Yeah. They're going to be mad at no, you. No, that still counts. Yeah. Weech? Uh, I was going to go seven. Seven. Okay. Stu? Wow, ten in ten in seventeen rounds. Quite a season. <laughs> quite a, thank you, everybody. Thank you. It's a nice perk. Yeah, it is. That's it, a nice perk. That's Hall yeah. of Fame worthy. Yeah, it absolutely is. Um All right, anything else? What else we got? Not that I'm ready to get this thing off. Get going. Yep. I'm looking I got free coffee coming to me in a couple weeks. Well, you, got, you, got, you got your whole travel schedule paved now. There's some really nice uh, moments at Charlotte Airport in your future. <laughs> yeah. People are going to be sending uh, a drink to the back. Yep, there's the guys always in first class. Probably send me a drink. <laughs> why? Why can't uh, just smoothing things out? Yep, yep. I like it. We don't know what the ceiling is. We do not know. <laughs> We're going to find out. Yeah, we know what the ceiling is for others. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I'm saying it. There's a greater chance of it happening than with the other guys because they already are who we know they are. Where do we? Who do we eat at Anaheim One? Who do we eat? Who do we eat at? 
Who, where do we go? Hot for, dogs. For food? Page Craig, hot dogs. Who do we eat at? <laughs> Who do we eat at? Who do we eat? Who do we at? Who we at? Don't at me. <laughs> we, uh, I say we go Geico. Geico's solid in the first couple rounds when it's mega busy everywhere. Yep. They, yep. They, they, they're under the radar. You cannot go over to Honda, for example. You can't. Yep. Impossible. Yep. Too corporate? There's literally too 500 employees. Yeah. Yeah. And, no, there's like 500 real Honda employees right. in a California race. Right. And Dan, yeah. Dan Bentley will kick, his, uh, will kick his managerial debut off right, why can't, by going over there. We'll, we'll, we'll make him feel real, real at home. I can't believe Kehoe's back. Yep. I haven't seen anything on Kehoe. You guys need to do an article on Kehoe. Yeah, we should do an interview on Kehoe. Yeah, somebody. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Somebody. Yeah, yep. that'd be great. Yep. <laughs> we should really get into that. Really try that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also, maybe an interview with someone from Alpine Stars, speaking of. Yeah, that'd be would great. Be that'd be also great. That'd be great. Yep. Great. I'll never get those hours back. <laughs> it's fantastic. Uh, all right, everybody. Fly Racing Racerx Podcast presented by Alpine Star Protects. Uh, this is the 2018 Supercross Preview. Jason Wygant, Jason Thomas. Thanks, boys. See ya. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. it was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Sorbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil Cylinders as a factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Miguel was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, if it hadn't have been there. The Hurricane, Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, didn't anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I had pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny O'Mara. 
stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it. You just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in. I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. Hey, 